1: Right now we're going to talk about getting kids involved in extracurricular sports. It is so important. Problem is, which ones and as parents, how do you deal with all the other stuff like the baggage that comes along with that? Well, our Scott chance is with us now to talk more about that.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Simi. Uh, this is something that I uh, can so heavily relate to. I have a seven year old and a three year old. And now that we're in back to school, all of the talk is like dance and soccer and skiing. And we got to make sure she's in a team sport. And it, there, there's a million so things. True. It's all of the talk amongst parents at playgrounds. And you know, you got to be on at this time to get registered for this sport. And you don't want to do it at that organization because they have this coach and blah. There's so much to it, right? There's so much to it. Uh, But I think one of the things that we should really like, practice doing and I'm working on this is trying to open ourselves up to maybe um, branching away from some of the traditional ideas you know everyone in our bubble is playing soccer but my daughter Sloane is not really into soccer so we're trying to like look for for other things and a cool story here about um, a a great example of this so I am a tried and true Canadian boy I love hockey it's like one of my favorite sport favorite game through and through and through and through and through and I had never thought of but now I'm intrigued by the idea
1: of Ringette I have always heard of ringette but I feel like it's getting more popular now because now I'm hearing more about it. Yeah, it certainly is. And for good
2: reason, like hockey is super popular and, and we all love hockey for the reasons that we love hockey. But there are things and reasons why people might want to uh, try try ringette instead of hockey because uh, one of the things that concerned my wife with hockey, if we wanted to put our daughter in hockey, it's like hitting, full contact. It goes, to, not at the young ages, but that's a part of it, right? It, and, and also
1: just the culture of bingo. like other parents and the competitiveness, like it just doesn't all sit with Everyone,
2: All of that. There's this huge culture around it. So in comes ringette, which actually has been a sport in Canada since the 60s. It was invented here. And ringette, is you play it on ice hockey ice. uh, But instead of a puck, you have a ring and you put the stick in the ring and move it around. But it's no contact. And people actually say that it's more like lacrosse or basketball than it is hockey because you have to pass. Like, you know, in basketball, you can't travel. Right. right in hockey you can take the puck and go end to end uh, da 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 deke five guys and score you can't do that in ringette so it has this team aspect of like passing everyone on the ice has to get the ring type of thing that has really sort of opened it up and kind of like caused people to uh, to pay a bit more attention to it and because it's growing um, I did a little bit more investigation and I spoke with Tim Dickers so he is the uh, Surrey White Rock Ringette Association Board member, and they have made this switch. They were interested in hockey and are now doing ringette. So I asked him, you know, tell me about ringette and about what made you guys want to make that
0: switch. Ringette has been around since 1960s. Uh, it's invented in Canada, and I believe that it was created sort of in the. Uh, the, I guess the misogynistic worldview that women needed a different sport than hockey because women shouldn't play hockey. And so they, uh, they invented ringette and obviously ringette's changed since then. It's a, it's a fully co-ed sport. Um, But for our, our interaction with it, like I didn't know anything about ringette growing up as a kid. Um, I didn't, I'm not sure I knew anybody who played it. Um, But we were exposed to it because um, no, I didn't play hockey growing up. I know a lot of Canadian families, you know, you grow up, you play hockey and that's, that's just part of growing up as a kid, uh, in in Canada. I didn't play hockey growing up. It was too expensive. Uh, my family felt like it was, it was too much. I asked my mom every year, you know, if I could play and she said, no, (laughs) you know, it's too, too expensive. Um, so I learned to play hockey as an adult. Like I, you know, I'm like 20, I got my own money. I'm going to play hockey. Uh, but we weren't a hockey family growing up. And so my, um, My, my son wanted to play, um, because his friends played. So he wanted to play. So when he was five, so he's in kindergarten, he's five years old. We signed him up for hockey and he plays, he enjoys it. So you know that when kids are in sports, sometimes they're just bigger than the other kids or they're just taller or they're just faster. They're not special. Nothing fancy happened. They just get sports a bit sooner than the other kids their age. Right. Um, so my son was through no extra work on our part at all was put in one of the, was put in the sort of top training group. Now how it worked for my son uh, in white rock was that they had all the kids who were five years old practicing at the same time. And then they split them up into three groups an advanced group, a medium group, and then a, a slower group. And I thought that was sort of interesting, you know, you have like and like training together. But what ended up happening was as the year went on, the kids who are better are doing each drill more often. They're, they're better skaters, they're gonna go through it faster. So what happened was as the year went on, you know, a kid like my son in his group, he would do each drill 10 times. And then if, in that same amount of time, the kids in the lower group might do it three times. So what happens? The, the skill gap gets bigger and bigger and bigger as the year goes on. And so what what I found was, was really interesting is that they weren't teaching these kids to be, you know, we're going to teach you all to be the best hockey player you can be. They were identifying the better kids and focusing more time and resources on those kids. The culture you hear about the like intensity of, of hockey was present right from five years old. And for us as a family that grew up not, in that world, it was really sort of, um, off-putting because of how, how intense it was.
2: Yeah. So does ringette not have those same things?
0: No. Uh, now, I don't know if that's partly because it, there are more girls who play than boys. Um, I mean, I'm not a sociologist. I can't, <laughs> I can't speak to that. Um, but you know, it's about 80% girls and there's just far fewer kids who play it. So the. The, the goal right from the start isn't, we're not trying to separate the cream from the crop. We're not trying to identify the kids who are going to play rep ringette and are going to go to Team BC or whatever. They get the 16 kids who are, you know, 10 years old in the Surrey West. Virginia, and they're all on the same team. Whether you can skate or not, whether you're, you know, you've been playing for five years or this is your first year, you're going to end up on the same team. And the structure of the game is so cooperative that um, there's not an opportunity for one kid to take over, and and so just because of that, the whole spirit of it is is more inclusive. It's more collaborative. It's it's I would say it's healthier if I, if I'm being
2: honest. So, what would you say to parents who are like sort of trying to decide kind of between the two, or are like trying to figure it out and and um, how, how
0: can people get involved? It's called Come Try Ringette. And it's a free one hour ice time where you can go and they'll provide you with the gear. They'll have coaches on the ice and they'll just ba- basically take you through what ringette is, a bit of a practice, and then you have a bit of a scrimmage You just get a sense of, you know, what is ringette and how does it work? And my son loved it, loved it, had a great time. So we signed him up last year and it was, it was an amazing experience for him. There are events hosted by all the ringette associations in the Lower Mainland and across Canada um, throughout the season. Uh, maybe it's in Burnaby or Vancouver, New West, um, or, or or in Surrey, and just give it a try. It's free. I would be shocked if um, if you were open to trying it if you didn't if your kids didn't just love it because uh, the game itself isn't just hockey with a ring. Even the kids who are, you know barely skating, who are using their stick as a tripod to hold themselves up, are still going to get the ring passed to them, are still going to get a chance to participate, and are still going to feel like they're part of the team.
2: That's Tim Dickert. He is a board member for the Surrey White Rock Ringette Association. And doesn't that sound like
1: what you want from sport? Like- also, nice to hear from Tim Dickert because he used to be here on CKW. Love <laughs> hearing him there. But he sold me, too. Like, if you're a parent concerned about the atmosphere yeah. and, and just wanting your kid to have fun – this sounds great. Yes. Like,
2: I have no illusions about my daughter becoming the next great NHL player, but I want her to enjoy it and have fun and learn sport and, like, you know, sportsmanship and all of that. So, yeah, more info at surreywhiterockringette.com, and they can link to where you can go and do one of these try ringette yes. nights as well.
1: Love it. Scott, thank you so much for you that. Got it. Great option for parents out there if you want to weigh in. Send me at cknw.com.